Lomoro sumiakamus, memananga sakao in a mininga king, in a kusakalapangini, panatang aisok de god, lolana tang vaptiak, e papanukini, giro panaliu in a igaina mina imake. Oopsie daisy. Oh, oh, there we go. <laughs> Should I repeat all that? You probably heard. Uh, we, we do c count it a privilege to be here, and we want to say thank you to you for that. Um, Matthew 28 is the, I didn't mark it in my Bible. Matthew 28 is where we read the Great Commission, Christ commissioning his disciples to go out like Pastor Len just shared. I'm going to read it again. 19 and 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And uh, Christ commissioned his disciples to go out and make disciples, and one of the things that challenges us besides the Great Commission is just the reality um, of the unreached. Today, uh, in a world where there is seven point one billion people in the world, 2.1 billion, live in areas of the world where the gospel has not yet been. They have no access to the gospel message. And we read in Romans 10, uh, this is what we read in Romans 10. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him in whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And uh, we, we see that verse, we see the needs of the unreached in the world. There's 2.1 billion people who've never had a chance to hear. And the Lord really challenged us through his scripture 
and through some of these statistics just to uh, show us, hey, I want you involved in this. And uh, we have the privilege of, of coming together as a couple and saying, here we are, Lord, send us wherever you would like us to go. And so we count it a privilege to be serving him this way. Um, I don't know, could these lights uh, be shut off? Maybe, maybe it would be clearer on the screen, I don't know. Uh, this is, uh, these are our partners in ministry among the TDOC people. Uh, we're privileged to have this team that uh, the Lord joined us together. Um, the man and woman uh, to the right there, that's Ned and Lynn Beale. And three of their seven kids <laughs> um, with them. Um, Ned Beal is our team translator. He's been faithfully translating the TDOC language uh, for about um, 11 years now. And um, this is the TDOC Bible so far. Um, it, we have about 50% of the New Testament and some Old Testament portions, and he continues to work faithfully at that job. So um, that's exciting. You can take a look at this later if you want to. Um, and then we have our single co-worker right in the center front there. That's Amy Hedrick. Um, she's involved in many things. She helps with translation. She does discipleship. She's heading up our literacy program. She's a busy woman. Um, and then there's our family with our two precious kiddos that we couldn't bring today because our daughter Iris um, was really sick this morning. And so we thought you, we would preserve all of you from that. Um, but yeah, we have our son Jude, who's four and a half, and our daughter Iris, who's two and a half. And actually, we didn't mention this, but um, we're actually back in the States because Iris needed an eye surgery. She needed an eye operation, so we came back on an emergency medical leave for that. Um, and she's gotten the surgery, and she's healing really, really well, so we have lots of praise to give to the Lord for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, here's our team. And uh, just for those of you who don't know, Papua New Guinea is located directly above the continent of Australia, and it's just to the uh, east of Indonesia. And Papua New Guinea is actually home to over 850 of the world's languages, and uh, it's just the size of California, so that's a lot of languages for a little area. And we live, this is Papua New Guinea right here, and we live just up there in that little circle, and we are working among the Tigok people. Now, the Tigok language is made up of maybe 10, between 10 to 20,000 Tigok people. We're not really sure of those numbers, it's hard to get, um, but the Tigok people are spread over dozens of islands in the South Pacific, and the island we live on is just one of the many Tigok villages that we hope to see reached with the gospel. Yeah, here, um, right up at the top, you can see a beautiful picture of our, the island that we live on, Limanok Island. It's very small, as you can probably tell. It's about a half a mile by a quarter mile. Um, that's it. We live among about 250 to 300, and 300 of the Tigak people um, on our island. And actually, if you stand on the beach of our island, uh, you can see many other islands. They're all over. It's just unbelievable how many islands there are, and there's villages on most of those islands of Tigak people. Um, okay, go back still. Um, okay, Google uh, Earth actually took pictures of our houses. Um, <laughs> so you, there's an aerial shot of our island, and there you can barely see the roofs of our houses. So we do really live there. Here's proof. <laughs> um, yeah, you can go Next ahead. time they need to get one of us waving. Yeah. <laughs> they need to tell us when they're going to take those pictures. Um, yeah, it's so dark, I feel bad. Um, yeah, that, this is a picture of our house. Um, we live on, in a small house up on stilts. It's pretty simple. It just has a cabin, small cabin feel. It's really open. All the um, windows are screened. Um, and we have just a tin roof. We have solar panels on our roof, which provide us with our electricity. 
We also have a generator. We collect rainwater off of our roof and it all runs into a very large tank that's located at the back of our house. And we use that um, you know, for bathing and we filter it to drink and cook. Um, so yeah, just some little facts about how we live there. And this is what the Tigak people, how the Tigak people live. This is um, their huts and just a little shot of the village. Their, their houses are also up on stilts. It's just part of their culture. There's um, lots of reasons for it, but um, yeah, so that's what our friends live in. They don't have solar panels <laughs> um, like we do, but um, yeah. So our island is very beautiful. It's, it's excruciatingly hot where we live. Um, it feels like about 100 degrees every day with intense humidity, so we're just kind of sopping wet all the time. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, the Tigak people have a very interesting um, culture, which we are studying hard. Um, they rely mainly on the ocean around them um, for their food, and if they need money, they also will sell fish. Uh, the Apostle Paul shared in Romans, I make it my ambition to preach the gospel not where Christ had already been named. And uh, just, I want to share with you briefly about the Tigoff work. It began in 1999. Missionaries moved in two families. And in 2003, they had completed language and culture study, and they presented the gospel for the first time. And a good-sized group of people trusted in Christ as their Savior. And uh, in 2005, one of the teammates uh, had to leave to go on an, an extended home assignment. And when they returned, they were only in the village for a few months, and then they left the field altogether. So since 2005, the, the work has not had any teaching, any, any teaching from the missionaries or discipleship going on. And because of that, um, by the time we came in 2011, we found just a small handful of people meeting, just four believers meeting regularly. And uh, the church was in a uh, kind of a, yeah, just a depressed state. And there, we just really saw how, how much need there was to, um, to disciple and to teach people the scriptures and to be a part of leading the believers in evangelism and, and equipping the leaders and stuff like that. And the Lord gave us a real passion to see, man, you know, we weren't here in 2003 when the gospel was first presented. But this, this work of making disciples into all the earth isn't just taking the gospel. It's training people and teaching the scriptures and building people up in Christ. And that's where um, this work had really, really, um, unfortunately, uh, just through, through the teammates leaving, had um, really staggered. And the Lord just really showed that to us and gave us a passion for for collecting these believers together and really investing in them and, and together with them uh, uh, being used by God to bring about maturity and to see them equipped. So, um, yeah. Okay, so conducting ministry where we're at among the Tiak people is a pretty unique scenario and there's two things we highly value as we're doing this and that's language and culture. Underst knowing the language and understanding the culture. Um, imagine if you didn't know anything about the Lord and someone told you, I'll tell you about the Lord, but I'm only going to do it in Spanish and you have to read a Spanish Bible. I, for one, am very thankful that I was taught about the Lord in my own language so that I could really understand it. And I'm really thankful that I have the Bible in my own language. Um, this is crucially important. Um, so yeah, we are working very hard at learning the Tigak language. It's, it's very challenging. 
I'm not gonna lie, this is the hardest thing we've ever done. We, we can't just get up and like go to a language school where they teach us the Tikkak language. We have to work very hard to learn it. We have to be out with the people. We have to record them. We have to ask questions. We have to take pictures and ask more questions. And just, it takes a long time. Um, so we're, we are thankfully um, a little more than halfway done with the Tikkak language. Woohoo! Um, <laughs> but we've got a long way to go still. Um, but yeah, it's just so important. And the culture, um, there are so many things we need to understand about the culture. It's just totally different. You cannot walk in there and just think, oh yeah, they do things like we do. They think the way we do. They don't. And we're, we're trying to get to a place where we understand them enough so that we know how to share God's truth with them. Um, it can get confusing. It can get frustrating. Uh, like when I have an interaction, something like this, I see a friend and I say, hey, what's up? What you doing? Nope. And they answer like that. And it's like, whoa, what just happened? Nope. That's not an answer. What did you mean by that? Are you mad at me? What's going on? <laughs> um, or an interaction like, uh, hey, is your, is your brother coming to visit? And they raise their eyebrows. Okay. Did that mean yes? Did that mean no? Did that mean maybe? Did that mean I don't want to talk to you right now? Just all these questions. You're just left absolutely nonplussed by It so does many. mean yes, by the way. <laughs> yeah. It is an affirmative answer. Um, or I see friends and I want to call them over, so I do this. And I've just offended everyone who saw me because that gesture in the Tigot culture is completely obscene. Um, but... We have to know these things. Mm -hmm. if, if I'm walking around in our village and there's a man seated on the sand, I'm, how do I handle this? Am I allowed to walk by him? Am I allowed to be near him? Um, in the Tiyot culture, I, I may not walk by him or I will completely disrespect him. I need to, um, a couple feet away, lower my head and walk past him. Just all these things, it's so important. We are, we're coming into their lives as examples of Christ, humbling ourselves and loving them and showing them that we were learners first. We're going to learn who they are, their mm -hmm. language. Therefore, um, we can earn that place to then explain truth, truth to them and have a voice into their life. So it's just a huge, huge task. If you think to pray for us, yeah, just pray for this whole process that we don't, uh, don't give up, but just keep making progress because it's mm -hmm. so, so important. Yeah, one time, I wasn't planning on sharing this, but one time I was sitting underneath the school building and we, there was a, an event going on at the school and I was just sitting there and people were standing around, women were standing around and stuff and finally someone came up to me and they said, uh, Tom, could you move from being under the house because none of the women can go in the school right now because you're under there. And I was like, oh man. So I got up and walked away. But you know, it's like, I don't know. I'm just sitting down, I'm tired and... But um, thankfully... It's very humbling. We feel yeah. dumb a lot. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, they're very gracious, and they know that we're learning, and so they don't make it too hard on us. Another thing that's really strange that, uh, about the culture is, and this is Papua New Guinea in general, I, I shouldn't say strange, different, um, <laughs> is that men will often hold hands, like when they're walking around together. And, I had, and that's good and normal. Yeah, that's normal. I had heard about that. And so I was like, okay, that's kind of weird. Uh, and the first time it happened, it did catch me off guard. 
And then I was kind of like, okay, I know this is a thing, so like, am I doing it right? You know, like, do we interlock fingers? What, you know? Anyways, but uh, it's it's become easier over time. I won't say it's normal, but uh, anyways, but he um, doesn't do it here in America. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, and so we are we are studying language and culture right now. Even though we are full-time language and you know, studying the language and culture, we are involved in, in certain aspects of ministry, um, using the Tigak language and also making up for it what we don't know, using the trade language, which is Melanesian pidgin that we both speak, and we're doing some limited discipleship. Um, so I want to share with you a little bit about what's happening in the church right now. In 2011, we joined the team. Today, we have seen growth in the church. Instead of four to six people meeting. It's now a dozen. Um, small growth, but it's growth. And um, the, the believers meet every Sunday. Currently, they're going through the book of Acts, and they're about to head into Romans. Oh, yes. There we are. That's the church today. Most of them. Some of them didn't make it into the picture. Yeah. As you can see, it's mostly women. That's a big area of prayer is to see men. Come the guys are there, but it's so dark. They're like way in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a few guys. They didn't want to be in the front. Um, so the believers are meeting every Sunday, and actually Sunday evenings for just singing together and praying together and sharing. And then uh, every day of the week, there has been teaching going on, evangelistic Bible teachings that started in Genesis three months ago. And they've been teaching five days a week, just finished on Friday. And uh, that have, there's a whole group of unbelievers who were coming to that teaching. And I wish I could share with you you know, if, if people had come to know Christ through it, but we don't have an update yet. Um, but that was going on. And then um, I, I meet with the, there, we have two Bible teachers that I meet with regularly. Every Monday night we get together. Mainly I'm just trying to encourage them. They were very discouraged when we first arrived in the work. Um, so encouragement is a huge thing. We also just read the scripture together and I kind of give them tips on leading and, and teaching. And then on uh, Wednesdays, Beth meets with the women in the church just to go over the lessons that were taught on Sunday, make sure things are clear, and also with be my female coworkers. encouragement. Yeah, with her female coworkers as well. And so um, we, we feel really blessed to be a part of this work. We've seen growth in the last two years, and we're excited for where it's headed. Um, and this is just a picture of uh, people sitting around studying God's Word and um, another thing that's going to be happening really soon, which is we're really excited about, is that our single coworker Amy has prepared materials, and, and as a team, we're about to begin a literacy program. And uh, there's very low literacy in in the Tigak language group, and so we're going to be teaching them how to read and write, obviously, so that they can have a chance to know, read, and study God's word for themselves. So it's really cool. Excitement's building, and there's been pictures on Facebook of the literacy building going up, and it's just really exciting. We're excited to get back there. Yeah, I was sharing um, with some ladies before the service, and I just thought I'd add it, add this. Um, the Tigak people do not have things to read in their own language. They don't have books or newspapers or anything. So the Word of God is what the Tigak will have to read. And it's really the only thing they need to be reading, but it's just so exciting, the, the chance, well, for our literacy program, we've made um, reading primers in Tigak so that they can practice reading Tigak by reading those primers. But then this is the whole focus so that they can study this book, and it's just really exciting. 
Um, yeah, we don't want to camp on this, but the reality is um, this ministry is very challenging. There are many challenges to it. Uh, we definitely face a lot of discouragement at times. But, man, our testimony is just of God's faithfulness because we are weak. We're not perfect. We're, I appreciate that, Len, you said this, but we're not amazing, special people. Like, we're so weak. We're foolish. Um, we, we make a lot of mistakes, but God's strength is just the testimony we have. And so this is such a privilege to do as we um, rely on the Lord for his strength, which we totally don't have. <laughs> but he does um, in abundance, and that's great. Um, but, man, this is, this is so worth it. Man, even at the depths of our discouragement and frustration when things are so hard, this is worthwhile. Um, this is totally, totally worth it. And we see people having hope on their deathbed. Um, a man named Waras was dying and was open to hearing God's word before he passed away. And he listened for many hours, as one of the Tiyak Bible teachers explained, from the beginning of the world all the way who Jesus was, what he did, and he believed. And so we can look forward to um, seeing him in heaven. And that's just so exciting. Um, we're seeing the believers grow and get excited about sharing their faith with others. That's a huge step, huge step for them to have excitement. Um, one of the believing ladies, Maris, led a young man uh, to the Lord. And, man, just seeing that happen, that's what Christ wants, and it's just it's so exciting. Um, now, yeah, and with the new, the new groups of Tigak people who we have good relationships with and they've become open to hearing God's word and they're coming to the teaching, just seeing them track with the teaching and, and really getting it, um, the truth of God's word. Recently, actually, Tom in the class mentioned Pulin, the brother of the man who died of mouth cancer. Pulin and his wife, Rik, uh, have attended the teaching in the last three months. And Rik, before she heard the gospel, shared, I know in Genesis God promised that a rescuer would come. I'm not sure yet exactly who he is, but I know that Jesus is the way to God. Sorry. I cry a lot when I talk about this stuff. <laughs> um, but just so exciting that it's becoming clear like that the rescuer is coming and there's someone who's going to um, be able to save the world and offer salvation. So it's really exciting. And, um, man, the, the Tigak believers, they're not perfect. They're not mature yet. They're maturing, and that's really exciting. And it's, it's so great to be thanked by them for being there. Um, one of our – I really didn't think I was going to cry. <laughs> Shoot. <sighs> Sorry. Um, one of our uh, Bible teachers, Pasca, just thanking, thanking Tom for helping him grow and saying, I need to, you know, don't give up on me. I really want to grow. And, become stronger in the Lord, and man, that's really rewarding, totally rewarding, so, yeah, it's hard, but it's totally worth it, and mm -hmm. God gets the strength, sorry, yeah. now I'm getting you all choked No, no, it's okay, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just so cool to see, and the church, the believers there are so hungry for God's word, so hungry to be just taught, they want to know, they want to be taught, and uh, we have the huge privilege of being imperfect people, being used by a perfect God, being able to administer his perfect word. And man, what, a, what an amazing thing that we feel very, very privileged to be a part of. Um, and we just want to share with you guys as a church a few ways that you could partner with us if that's something you're interested in. Um, if, you would, if you would pray for us, pray for the church that there would be unity and love and growth. Pray for our team that we would also have unity. And pray for us in language study. That's a way that you can partner with us in, in 
in seeing the Teagock Church built up. Also, um, you can stay connected with us as a church. We have email updates we send out regularly. We also have a website that we blog and, and just write about our lives over there regularly. You can find us on Facebook as well. Uh, actually, on our display table out there is a sign-up sheet if you want to throw your email on there, if you're interested. Uh, we also do have a financial need. We're at about 85% of our 100% need, so we would invite you to consider partnership in that way. And also, in, in, by way of going, I don't know where the Lord's uh, working in your life, but if you're interested in, in, in the possibility of maybe going yourself and you need some people to talk to and to encourage you along the way or to help you process through that, we're here for that. And uh, we would love to um, have a partnership with, with Seneca Community Church and, um, and just have a mutually beneficial relationship as we encourage each other and, and live out what it means to be the body of Christ on the earth. And uh, I want to share one more verse. Paul said this in 2 Corinthians. He said, I will most gladly spend and be expended for your souls. And uh, well, in this life, we have a privilege to be used by God. How are we going to spend our lives? If our lives were a million dollars, what are we investing it in? We have an opportunity in this life to invest in eternity. And uh, missionary C.T. Studd said this, If Christ be God and died for me, then no sacrifice should be too great for me to make for him. And uh, we, have, we feel so privileged to be used to the Lord to take the gospel where it's never been. And again, we just want to say thank you so much for the opportunity to be here and to share with you guys. And there's our contact information if you like to jot it down. Uh, yeah, feel free to talk to us and ask us any question. Seriously, any question. We're open books. Um, and we have, we have pretty outdated prayer cards, but they're still there. <laughs> um, Iris was a baby on them. But, yeah, grab a prayer card. We have little uh, wallet-sized pictures of specific TGOC pe people with their names on them. If you want to just pick one of those just to be praying for one TGOC person um, who's been open to hearing God's word. Um, and just lastly, lastly, we want to close out the service just to show you a brief four-minute video that one of our good friends was able to put together for us after he visited us um, last year. And this video was made for another church that is a supporting church, but we just really wanted to share it with you because um, it just gives you a good glimpse into what do our lives actually um, look like. Um, yeah, it's, I just want to mention. It's a little repetitive from what we already shared, but at least you'll get to see around our island and stuff. So. Yeah, so thank you yeah. so much um, yeah, for thanks. having us and enjoy the video. Tom and Beth Carlton were your missionaries serving in Papua New Guinea. We work among the Tigak language group involved in church planning, discipleship, evangelism. And uh, the Tigak language group is roughly 10,000 or more people scattered over numerous islands in the South Pacific. And uh, we're really excited to, to be here and to be involved in what the Lord's doing out here. We serve here among the Tigak people, um, among a team of missionaries. We're partnered with the Beale family as well as Amy Hedrick. We really love our team. We're really thankful um, to the Lord for bringing us together to serve together. So right now, we're really excited about what the Lord is doing here. 
Just to give you an idea of the Tigak Church, currently on our island of about 300 Tigak people, we have a very small group of believers at this point. There's a long way to go. Many, many people still need to hear the gospel, and so we're excited what the Lord is going to do and how he's going to draw people to himself. Tom and I right now are focused on learning the Tigak language and the Tigak culture. This is very important toward our ministry so that we can be super effective in communicating God's truth to these people in a way that they can understand it and really latch on. Um, so it's a big job. It's a long job, but we're committed to it and making good progress so far. We trust. <laughs> um, weekly, Tom has the privilege of meeting and working with some Tigak guys. He meets with the Tigak Bible teachers um, on Monday nights, just giving them some teacher training, encouraging them with the word as he can, praying together with them. And that's been just a huge blessing. Um, and I, along with my female coworkers, have the privilege of working with the ladies, just discipling them um, officially. Um, we meet on Wednesday afternoons and we review whatever lesson, whatever Bible lesson was taught on Sunday, the previous Sunday. And those are just fantastic times and really exciting to see the ladies just really grasping God's word and letting it sink in and just completely um, change their perspective on things and change their life. And so, yeah, I just wouldn't trade being able to be involved in that for anything. One of the things we're developing right now is the TGOC Literacy Program. Uh, we're looking forward to being able to start a school that will aid the Tigak people in learning how to read and write, hopefully with the purpose of then being able to read God's Word, know God's Word, and uh, we're really excited about this opportunity. Amy, our co-worker, is going to be heading that up. Um, right now, we, are, we have just finalized a location for the Tigak Literacy Building, which is really exciting, and uh, soon we'll be meeting with the village big men, which are the leaders in our community, to just go over the literacy materials, start getting the community excited about the literacy program that's going to begin. So we're really excited about that. We have no shortage of prayer requests, um, so you guys can stay busy praying. Um, you can pray for our family here, that we would continue to thrive here and do well. Um, the Lord is so faithful, and he's been sustaining us here, and we're, we just give him all the praise and glory for that. Um, you can pray for our studies. Um, this is a big job to learn the Tigak language and culture, and we have to be really self-disciplined in our studies. So just pray that we continue to plug away and be faithful because um, it is so worth it. You can pray for our team, that we would continue to have team unity and be prioritizing that um, for God's glory and um, just working really well together. Um, and just pray for the church. Sometimes there's persecution for them um, taking this stand in their lives. Um, just pray that their testimonies would be huge among the community and that that would really be effective in drawing so many people um, to the Lord. Um, we're really excited how He can use their lives. We also want to say a huge thank you to you guys back home, praying for us, supporting us. You guys are actually a huge part of the team. Together, we're reaching the Tigak people, and uh, we're just so thankful for the part you play, and I uh, want to say thank you for that.